Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The new year is coming up fast, and I'm already trying to find ways to help you get healthy and motivated and stick with it. A new year's party is not a party without lots of dancing. Come on! So, guess what? I'm coming to Charlotte on January 14th, and I'm doing a dance class and a workout with a Q&A in the middle. So, if you know you're going to want motivation at the beginning of the year, just come join me. You can take just a dance class, or you can just take the fitness class. However, everyone is invited to the Q&A because mental motivation is the way that you're going to succeed. So, if you want to join me, just go to stcharlotte.eventbrite.com and I will see you there. That's right, stcharlotte.eventbrite.com. So, today is an amazing day. I am on my way to meet one of my dance idols by the name of Matt Stefanina. Um, I'm driving, but I don't, I'm not looking at anything but the road, so don't get nervous. Um, and some of you might be like, oh, what's so special about Matt? Well, you know, I saw him dancing one day, and I was like, wow, he's a really great dancer, you know, YouTube sensation. Um, and there's a lot of people on YouTube, a lot of really talented people on YouTube, but what struck me about him is when I would watch the videos of his students dancing, he would be in the video very, very focused on them, smiling at them, not looking in the mirror at himself um, while they were dancing like he wasn't worried about oh if I'm going to dance again let me get my steps he was really focused on them and you could sense the energy in the class and so now I'm able to watch him uh, travel all over the world literally for dancing but also you may know him from the amazing race he and um his fiance during the race. You know, I'm not quite sure if they're together, but I'm going to find out later. Um, he won the amazing race, and it was really cool because I was rooting for him the whole way. And it was really special because you want good people with good energy and positive spirits to win. And so now, Siri, don't worry, Matt. I'm not going to tell anybody where you live. <laughs> um, so anyway, it is going to be very... She's getting on my nerves. Anyway, it's going to be very special to meet him. Let's see. I think we're going to dance. We're going to eat. And you're going to find out how he actually became a world-famous choreographer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Every single one of you out there has the power to motivate and take their dreams beyond anything you ever thought possible. It's time for another episode of Trust. In you have the power and you can do it. Come on, you're Three, two, two, one. Now, your host, Sean T. Oh, look at that guy. What's up, man? Nice to meet you, brother. 
What's going on, man? I know it's real. Dang, it's crazy. What's up, man? It's, it's crazy. crazy. You found it all right? I found it all right. I was telling before I left, I was like, it's really amazing to meet somebody that I think is like one of the coolest people on the planet. Oh, <laughs> man. That's how I was just telling. It's Melba. Hey, Melba. What's Sean. up? I'm Sean. Nice to meet you. That's funny. I was just telling her the same thing. I was like, my buddy Sean's coming and... Cool. I feel like we've known each other forever because I've been watching your stuff. You've been watching my stuff. stuff. I'm like, yo, this guy is one of the coolest people I've ever seen in my life. And it's funny. I had my big event in in Connecticut that first time that I sent you a message. Oh, yeah. And I had just come off of this, like, crazy inspirational day. And then I watched one of your videos and I was like, it just inspired me even more. It was just, like, so cool. I remember I was in New York that day. I remember texting with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, like, I used to do this guy's workout. I was like, I wonder if he's going to write me back. All right, Matt, so you travel the world. You work with amazing artists. You're one of the most creative people I know, and I have to humbly say you're an idol of mine. (laughs) But what inspires you to get out of bed every day? That's a that's a deep question to lead off with, Sean T. I'm just saying. Let's just go for it, you know? Everyone knows you as this amazing choreographer. You're always happy in the videos. You know, people have seen you on The Amazing Race. I know I was rooting for you before I even met you. And but the, and every time I look at you, I'm like, I want to hang out with him today. I was able to hang hey. out with him. It was amazing. <laughs> um, but I'm like, what inspires him to wake up and get out of bed every day? Yeah, I mean, the first thing, first and foremost, I, I'm really lucky to love what I do. I genuinely, before it was a career, before I ever got paid to teach a class. I was teaching my friends how to dance. I was choreographing routines in my bedroom. I was freestyling at the parties just for fun because I just truly enjoyed it, you know? And it's kind of, I feel like the same thing I see when I watch you. I'm like watching you help people and change people's lives through fitness. It makes me inspired to do what I do. You know what I mean? When I, when I see anybody out there teaching it, it's like, it's something you get from teaching people something that you love. That's really hard to find anywhere else. You know, when you see a student or uh, a peer get inspired and, and, and push you and you're like, I'm supposed to be teaching you and now you're teaching me. And it's just like, it's this full circle. And I think that's what inspires me every day is that feeling of connecting with people. And as much as I love doing videos, you know, we talked about how the best feeling is connecting with people in real life, you know? Yeah. And you know, most people wake up out of bed in the morning. The first thing they do is look at social media and it seems like you wake up wanting to connect with the human the, the the actual flesh. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're very blessed to have social media as a business tool. Uh, it, it can be a great way to, to connect with people, to find inspiration. I mean, we were able to meet basically through social media, watching yeah. each other's videos and, you know, getting on Twitter and saying, hey, let's hang out sometime, you know? So it's a, it's a great thing, but it also is very distracting. It can take you away from what's really important, family, friends, uh, making real decisions and real changes in your life because it's easy to see people on social media after they've gone through a process and be like, oh, look at how good they look. Look right. at how good of a dancer they are. I want to be like that. Okay, cool. So now get up and go be like that. Like actually go do it, you know, because sitting on the couch, you say all the time, you, you have to get up. Like you have to do the work if you want to have that picture that's look at me 90 days ago. Well, it starts today, you know, and dance is no different. Dancing with you a few minutes ago, I was like, oh, you know, like it's sometimes you see choreography and you find out that that choreographer had six choreographers to actually make that come to life. And right. I literally sat in your bedroom slash this ridiculously dope apartment in uh, North Hollywood (laughs) and I saw you bring to life what was in the song and so how do you do that every day I mean people see these videos I look at your choreography and I'm like there's no way I could pick that up that quickly and then being with you and your energy I'm like now that I see how he makes it up I think I can actually do that yeah well that's interesting I mean I I appreciate that and I think it's it's a lot about connecting to music and that's something that for me I, naturally I'm a thinker like I'm not an artistic person in the sense of I didn't at two years old I wasn't painting things and singing like I was always more of a a school like studious type of kid and and I think what changed for me a lot as I got more into dance is I stopped thinking my way through dance and I listened to the music more 
you know? And that's what I try to encourage my kids to do is I'll see them going one and two and three, left, right, left. And I'm like, okay, stop. You know it. I just saw you do the routine. You know it. So now listen to the music and trust that you know the steps, mm. you know, and it's easier said than done. But when you can make that jump in anything and going from thinking to just reacting and feeling, that's when you find that new ideas come. You know, we didn't, when you and I were choreographing a day and, and sessioning, we weren't like, what should we do? Oh, boom, boom, ba, and then we should do this. We put the song on, and we were like, what does it say right here? Oh, there's that like, ooh, in the music. Okay, yes. cool, what feels good on ooh? Ooh, a little swoop to the left. Cool, let's do that. Keep going. What yeah, feels yeah, good yeah. on this part, you know? And then, you know, you always, if it's, you know, for a music video or a tour, obviously you go back and look at it, make sure it looks good too, but the feel Feeling is most important because that's what people connect with when they see you. When I watch your videos, I'm I'm excited about the workout, but I'm more excited about what Sean T is saying when he's looking into the camera and I'm sweating and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and you take that moment, you're like, hold on, look at me for a second. Look at me, look at me, keep going. Like, you know, I'm like, I know you okay, can do it. <laughs> okay, okay. And those are the moments that, that I really feel, you know, and, and the same with dance. Tell me about the journey to get to this place. Like, where did you start out? How did you even get to Hollywood, California to be choreographing for some of the most amazing people and products and video games or whatever you do, which is crazy. Like, where, where did you start? Yeah, I was living in a small town in Virginia in the mountains. Um, I, I just finished high school. I was 18 years old. I had been interested in dance, never taken a dance class or anything. I, I, honestly, I was a terrible dancer. I was just a no tall, skinny, white kid. You were not a oh terrible my dancer. Sean, I would go to like, I went to prom, high school prom. I literally couldn't step and touch my feet together like wait so wait 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 wait. did you you did you have rhythm or you just no i swear there's no way ask my little brother if he was here right now he would tell you he would be like i used to watch matt dance and just be like what are you doing he used to be like what's going on i'd be like i don't know man i'm just feeling the music just like going for it but he's like the music is over there he's he's like you feeling the wrong thing you (laughs) Do you have headphones in? I can't see because... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right, continue because okay. I'm going to have a question about that <laughs> later. I, I was athletic. But, you know, athletic and, and rhythm and, and dance are very different, you know? And um, I, I went through a little bit of like an early life crisis when I turned 18 because all my friends were going to college. And while I, I did well in school, I just didn't identify with any of the potential things to study. I was like, you know, I, I don't know what I want to be yet. And uh, at the time I was teaching snowboarding. I was DJing. I Jack of all trades I, here. I, it, well, master of none, but I was, I was doing, <laughs> I was just trying to find it. Master you know? of none. You were like, not the master of dance. You were not the master. <laughs> I was just, I was like, you know, I like this. Okay, I'll try it. And I was bouncing around and uh, I was really into fitness at the time. And I was like, you know what? If I'm not going to go to college like the rest of my friends, I'm going to study fitness. I like it. And so I got certified as a trainer. I went through like a one-year program. Uh, and it ended up being a huge blessing because one of the first classes I ever taught was a hip-hop fitness class. All right, so wait a minute. Now, you went from not even being, being able to step touch in high school to teaching a dance fitness class. And the reason why I'm asking you this is because a lot of people, you know, for my size workout, or some people even will look at your choreography and they immediately say, I'm, I will never be able to do that. I don't have rhythm. Right. And I always tell them, if you can walk, you can dance. I, like, Absolutely. I, I, I would truly believe that. Like, you dance every day, you just don't have a beat. And now you got to put a moving, you know, even in our choreography today, like, you basically... If, if we were a girl, we would slick our hair back. You right. know, we do these things. So I need to know about the process of you not being with the music to how you actually found the rhythm, the confidence, with the rhythm and confidence, really, to actually be able to step into class and then say, I'm actually going to teach people how to dance. Yeah, uh, quite a journey. Um, the first thing I ever did, the first real class I ever took, and I, I owe a lot of... Um, thanks to my mother for everything that's happened because she believed in me way before she should have. <laughs> she, like she saw me. <laughs> thanks, mom. I don't know you yet, mom, but thanks for she, that. Uh, 
she, cause she saw, she saw the struggle I was going through with trying to find my own path, you mm. know, and, and she could tell that I liked dance. I was watching music videos. I'd watch Usher and Michael Jackson and you know, I'd try to copy, you know, their glides and all the stuff they were doing. Oh, yeah. I was, I was always passionate about it, you know, and when I was 18, I started getting into a little bit and she found this convention called Monsters of Hip Hop, which convention. is a massive hip hop dance convention. This was the first one ever. This is, you know, 10 years ago. And, uh, she was like, for Christmas, she, she got me a ticket to go to the Monsters of Hip Hop Dance okay, Convention. I need to pause here. I need to pause here. So for all of you out there who don't know what Monsters of Hip Hop is, this is like, even I would be nervous to go there as a professional dancer. Yeah. It's you the best of the and best. And how old were you? I was 18. Jesus. Never taken a dance class in my life. And I literally looked at her and I was like, mom, like, thank you. I appreciate the thought, but... I don't actually dance. Like, this is for dancers. And she was like, too late. Like, you're going. It's in Philadelphia. Wow. We'll drive up. I'll drive up with you and, and go. Just see what happens. Okay, so how nervous were you? Sean, the word terrified does not even come close to describing how I felt when I walked in the room. I literally, I walked in the convention. First of all, I've never taken a class. I've never stepped foot in a dance studio. Everybody, like, is just dressed. Like, you know, they, like, got the cool shoes and the pants and the hats. And they're in the, in the warm-up thing out in the lobby at the convention center. Girls are in splits. The guys are, like, have their arm behind their head. <laughs> you know, people are doing backflips and stuff. Oh, and I walked in and I literally like looked at her and I was like, mom, like I'm a grown man. Keep in mind, I'm 18. I'm not like 12 years old. Right. I'm a grown yeah. man. I'm like, mom, I can't, what am I doing here? Like what's going on? She was like, just go, just go. I was like, all right, fine. I'm here. I'll go. Yo, listen, when we come back, we're going to find out what happened when Matt stepped in the room. Shanti's Trust and Believe will be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? What you doing this weekend? You want to hang out? Now, I never really go out, but I'm going out this weekend. That's right. I'm going to be in Charlotte, and I'm going to be at Project Full Out. And I'm inviting some of you to come sit with me in the VIP section. It's $25. It's going to be dancing. So if you love dancing, you need to come. And if you come, we're going to have a good time. We're going to take pictures. We're going to be wilding out. Now, only come if you like to have fun, because I like to have fun. And if there's people dancing on stage i'm probably dancing in my seat so go to projectfullout.com and join me this weekend that's right this saturday it's going down december 10th projectfullout.com sitting in the front with your boy sean t and you're gonna see size come to life Hey there, I'm Julie Boris, and I want to see you in Indiana on February 25th, 2017. I'm bringing Sean T. back to Indianapolis because it's more than just a workout. It's more than just motivation. It's an experience, and you need to be in the room. Go to julieboris.com for tickets. Join us on February 25th at the JW Marriott downtown Indianapolis for an experience that could just change your life. Be in the room, feel the energy, and open your heart to the possibility. It's more than just exercise, it's life. And on February 25th, it's an experience, and you need to be there. See you in Indiana on February 25th. Now back to Shanti's Trust and Believe. Your mom is gotten you this amazing, amazing Christmas, 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 Christmas present. Yeah, I think this was a couple months later, so now it's like March. Right. I've been dreading this day uh, for, for a couple months now. So she got you this amazing Christmas. I'm like, I'm, this is emotional overload for me. I don't know if you're 18, 12. I don't know. Yeah. Is a Christmas present a birthday present? I'm into yeah. the story. So... You're there, you see, you're a little intimidated because girls are doing splits, guys got their hands behind their head. Yeah. You walk in class, tell me what happened. Like, how did you get through this? Okay, so first of all, I walk into, I, there's intermediate and there's advanced. I was like, I'm definitely intermediate. I, I, really, I'm, I'm basic beginner if there's that. But I, all right, intermediate. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta, I gotta stop you. I'm sorry, everyone. Did you at this point know you had rhythm? No, I had no rhythm. Okay, go. No, this absolutely is what I'm not. Like, you know, you said yeah, no, no this rhythm. Is, this is like day like this early. Zero? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is day zero. Like, like I literally tried to copy an Usher music video in my bedroom, oh, and then I, now I'm at this convention, right? And uh, so I walk in. I didn't realize that you only take the intermediate room if you're a child. Oh. So I'm six foot two. 
18 years old. I walk in. The next oldest person I would say is 14 and about 4'7". Matt. Now you're standing so now, out. Oh, not only am I standing out, I'm I'm standing way, way, way out. Did you stand and in the back or in the front? The furthest back I could get. <laughs> okay. the, I, I, if there was a pillar, I would have been hiding behind it. But <laughs> unfortunately, there wasn't. There wasn't. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, at this point, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm here, so I might as well go for okay. it. You know. Um, I'm in the back. He starts one and two. I've never heard numbers in my life. I don't know what they mean. Yeah. I'm just confused, confused, confused. And to, to fast forward through the weekend a little bit, it wasn't pretty. You, know, you can't sugarcoat it. There was not much went well. But at the end of the weekend, one of the choreographers came up to me and he said, you know, like I watched you all weekend. Obviously, you're taller than everybody. I couldn't help but notice you back there. <laughs> He's like, and you didn't really get a step. You really didn't. I was like, I know. I had- you didn't get one. No, Sean. So I'm, not surpri- I'm not saying this in a way of like, oh my gosh, like in a condescending way. No, absolutely. I'm saying this. It's so inspiring and intriguing because you went the entire weekend without getting a step. Because a lot of people walk out of class after five minutes of not even being able to do it. So yes. that's why I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. this is why I love you even and more. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am the kind of person that once I say I'll do something, you know, we talked earlier, keeping your word mm-hmm. and, and sticking to promises, whether it's to a friend or to yourself. And once I told my mom I was going to Philadelphia, no matter what I felt, I was like, I'm getting through this weekend, you know? And, uh, and, and he was like, you know, you didn't, you didn't get a single step. But what I noticed is that you never gave up. Like you were in the back of class doing the wrong steps, trying to do the right steps for the entire weekend. Mm. And he told me, he's like, if you keep doing that, you will pass up every expectation, everything that people say you should be able to do after dancing for one year, two years, five years. He's like, you will fast forward through all that if you keep working the way you're working right now. And I remembered that. His name was Marty Kadelka. (gasps) Yes. And um, awesome. And yeah. And he, he, you know what? We're really close friends now, ironically. And um he doesn't even really remember. It was, this was 10 years ago. I was one student on one city, you know, but just him taking a minute and being like, you know, like keep working, like keep, wow. keep at it, you know, like, wow. and, um, and that really like for me was just a moment. I was like, okay, I, you know, I still don't know. I'm not, it wasn't like in a minute. I was like, I'm going to be a dancer. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I left with a lot of feelings of insecurity and, you know, was a little bit down on myself about how I, I thought I would be able to do better and how difficult it was. But when the next year came around, I had been training a little bit on my own. I tried to get into some classes here and there and I went back to Monsters and I did a thousand times better. Still probably the worst one at the convention on year two, but I saw that jump and I saw what he was talking about. The other teachers were talking about, you know, and that was where I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a good couple years and see where it goes. And from then on, I started putting myself out there, even though I wasn't good at choreographing, even though I wasn't really good at dancing. I knew that I was good at teaching because I taught my whole life. And I was like, even if I can only teach people what I've learned in this first year and a half of making a lot of mistakes, I know there's some people out there that want to dance that are scared to, they're scared to try. Mm -hmm. And at the very least I can tell them my story and be like, look, let's learn together and see what happens. And I wanted to build that community, you know? So started with five people in a a community center, a rundown community center with no heat. And, uh, Went up to 15 or 20, and they told some people, and they told some people, and next thing I know, I'm getting calls from dance studios like, hey, you want to teach a hip-hop class out at our studio? So do you remember the moment that you said, oh, my God, I actually hit the beat for a whole four eight counts? The first time I remember doing well in a class, it was probably my third year that I went to Monsters at Hip Hop. And I remember um, it was two great choreographers. Their names are Napoleon and Tabitha, yeah, no Nappy Tabs. Yes. Incredible choreographers, incredible people. And uh, also they really are. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, some of the best, if not the best, in our, in our business. And um, they were also super encouraging from the beginning for me. And, and they always had choreography, kind of like what you were saying. And, and it's interesting because I studied them so much when I was getting started. But their choreography looks great. Like when you watch it, you're like, wow. So good, so good. I know it's you know, so it, clean and it pretty. looks so like difficult sometimes too. And then the way they break it down and teach it, you actually can pick it up. 
you know? And I remember getting one of their routines and being like, oh, like that's what it feels like. That's like what that it feels. That's good. what it feels like yeah. to actually finish a Sean T workout. <laughs> like it feels good no. to get through those eight counts. Yeah, you know, no, like no. it is. It, it's it's a moment where like all the hard work, it, you you start to see the results. You know, and I, I think a lot of times like everybody's this way, but you want to see the results with the least amount of work. Everybody wants to, you know, but yeah. it's really important. I always tell my students like, look, you're not going to get better in one week. It's not going to happen. You might get a little, you know, tweak some things here or there. Don't stress about that. Don't worry about if you lose a pound today. Tape yourself doing the routine now and in one year, we're going to tape you doing the same routine mm-hmm. and then you can judge yourself and then you can talk about it. Until then, you just keep working. You keep working. You keep working. You don't worry about the results. We'll go back and look and they'll be there, I promise. But you have to trust me and you have to commit a year. You know, and it can be as little as a month, whatever it is for for some people. But it's so easy to get caught up in immediate results, immediate yes, satisfaction. I agree. So know? my next question would be: Is dance? Does dance have a finish line? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because I asked because um you know you you talked about the journey and um I just was thinking that so many people try to put in a stamp, a final stamp on their fitness journey. And they try to say, you know, I want to look good on my wedding day and they don't look beyond mm. the wedding day. Yeah. And it's, and, and the same thing applies, I think to dance because, you know, if you take any choreographer, every person is made differently. So every time you step in a different class, it's going to like, there's classes that you and I were going to. That's like, we might be like, Oh my God, I don't like this choreography. But if we push ourselves through it, we'll be like, oh, my God, it actually feels really good. And that's because we are kind of facing something new when we go into new situations and with dance. I just don't think there's an end. Like, I came in here today to dance with you, and I'm like, I have no idea what we're going to do. I know I watch your stuff on YouTube, and I'm like... I didn't have any idea either. I'm like, if he give me <laughs> something too crazy, whatever. But I like what you said about just, you know, don't worry about losing a pound today. And so... That's why I ask you, do you feel, or what is your take on, does dance or even fitness, does it have a finish line? No, I, I really believe that it doesn't. And I think the reason is because, like I said, the, the purpose of me starting dancing in the very beginning was because I enjoyed it. And so I have goals, of course. I have, you know, I wanted to dance for this person. I want to do this. I want to create this video on, online. I have lots of goals, but in the end there's always things that you can improve upon. Even, you know, I might be 70 years old and I can't drop it low or do a handstand anymore. <laughs> and that's fine. Cool. Uh, let me take up salsa. Let me, let me take up yoga. Like, there's fitness things, there's dance things that you can continue to be inspired by and do no matter what your limitations are. You know, and that's the, that's the beautiful thing about dance. I mean, my father at the age of 60 just started, just started competitive swing dancing are you serious i'm dead serious and he he's never danced in his life never done anything not a step he's not a dancer you'd think you know maybe it run no it doesn't run in the was blood. he inspired by you i you know what i don't i don't know directly necessarily but i think um having him realize that like you know as a non-dancer it's not something that's off the table I think that that might have played a, a factor because it's like you said with, with dance, so many people think, oh, I don't have rhythm, so I can't dance. I hear that every day too. Every day. I don't know how to hear a note, so I can't sing. You might not be Adele next week, but, <laughs> but you know, you might not, you kill it off a, a dance battle, and, right. and, but you can find it. You can, yeah. you know, and it really is true. And, and it, watching him like, you know, he's like traveling to competitions now. Is, and like, have you been to one of his competitions? No, I haven't, but I'm dying to go, you know? And it's like, that's the, that's the kind of thing that makes me realize even more that there's no finish line for dance. You right. know, it, it really, it goes forever. And it's something that, that you can continue to, to be inspired by for the rest of your life. And that's, what's beautiful about it, you know? Yep. And speaking of finish lines, when we come back, we're going to talk about, a finish line that you cross that's the most amazing finish line in the world. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm really good at that, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was yeah. like, let me finish. I'm like, okay, I got to get this. I got to figure out how I'm going to go into the amazing race. <laughs> All right, so you will never cross the finish line of fitness because fitness is a never-ending journey. But, Matt, you crossed the most amazing finish line, and I watched you every week on The Amazing Race, and I was rooting for you, rooting for you, rooting for you. How was that experience? It truly is the most challenging and unbelievable experience that – I feel like I will probably ever have in my life. I mean, I can only speak to this point so far, but I've been a fan of the show, The Amazing Race, for probably about eight years that I've been watching it and dreaming of competing on it one day. Uh, And I auditioned maybe six times. I drove to San Francisco through the night one time. We slept on the sidewalk through the night to get to the cattle call audition. Like It wasn't a fluke thing. Like I really wanted to be on this show and, and compete. And the, the thing that's crazy about when you're, when you're such a big fan of something and you've watched it so much, it's almost like an out-of-body experience when you're actually doing it. You know, like I would be standing on the, the start mat and ripping the clues open and I would be like seeing myself doing it as if I was watching myself on TV yeah. almost. It's like, like I was watching a video game or something yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just so surreal to actually have that opportunity. And it, it really is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's incredible. You know, I, I didn't know you. I say, I didn't know you when you were doing amazing race, but I didn't know you in person, but I knew you. Yeah. I think I probably had via Texas. Yeah. We were talking that. throughout like it a little to, bit. Yeah. Um, but I was rooting for you the whole way. And something told me at the beginning of this thing, I'm like, I'm like, they're going to win. Like, I just knew you were going to win. I, I, I felt it. I was like, this has to happen. And, and notice, I don't think I ever texted you once and say, can you give me a heads up, right? I never did that. No. I was like, I need to go experience it. <laughs> I think Scott may have, I don't remember, but I'm sure in his mind, at least, he's probably like, I know he wants to text him or find out one already <laughs> because I'm like so impatient. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want to find out. Um, it definitely look really, looked really challenging. And it's always been a dream of mine to go on the amazing race. And I'm like, I'm kind of mad at you for not asking me to go with you, but I know, <laughs> I know why you didn't ask me. We can talk about that another time. Um, but you know, we see the amazing race on TV and we see how hard it is, but it also looks somewhat glamorous, right? Because you're getting on a plane, you're traveling the world. Sure. On a scale of one to 10, how glamorous is it? One. It's, it's the least glamorous you can imagine. And let and, me, ahead, let me explain why. Okay. So the, the truth is, is the show is real. And no matter how many times I would hear that, uh, you know, there's a lot of shows out there that aren't real where it's, oh, yeah, well, we'll give you they this or that or whatever. This, exactly. feel better at this point. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's real. There's no take twos. There's no, we didn't get that. There's no, can you grab the clue again? It's, it's real. It's real. And the thing is, is you do get um, in between legs, usually like a shower or something like that. But a lot of times you're going three days before you complete a leg, two flights and a train and a challenge and you're in the mud and you're in the sand and, and the only clothes you have are the clothes that you brought with you on your back for the entire taping. There's no laundry. There's no timeout lunch break. There's no laundry, no laundry. So you wearing the same drawers the whole time, washing them in the sink. Whenever we got to, a, <laughs> of course, we got to a rest stop. Yeah, no, trust me. I no. was like, I was like, wait, but you guys are gonna like, you know, give us like some extra stuff or no? Really? Oh, okay, it's real. Okay. So when you, where did you guys? I don't know if you could say this, which I understand if you can't. Where did you sleep? Well, in, besides the plane. Yeah, or the, if it's during a leg, you know, you um, you sleep wherever you can on the plane. On the floor, there were times that we slept literally out on the sidewalk waiting for the next monument to open that we had to go to. Um, in between legs, you usually get somewhere to like shower and, and take a breather. And, is it like and, a hotel? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But um, there's no like, there's no free time. There's no days off. Like 
you get whatever. Okay, you have six hours. Until you get a your shower, next thing, you can sleep, and you got to go. And right back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Were you and exhausted? you go straight. Unbelievably exhausted. Yeah. It's, it's rare to get more than a few hours of sleep. And the other thing is, too, um, everything is taken away from you. No electronics, no phones, obviously, no, even no magazines and like no connection really to the outside world. So um, you're kind of like in this bubble. And so I'm a really heavy sleeper. Like if you look at my cell phone right now, the alarm clock is like 10, 10, 05, 10, 10. Well, you 10. texted like, me at 7 like, this morning and saying, I know. here's my address just in case I oversleep. Because <laughs> I woke up, I woke up, went to the bathroom. I was like, here, I better text him now because there's a chance. I'm a heavy sleeper, you know? And one of the first days we almost overslept oh, and gosh, we freaked no. ourselves out. We were like, we're not going to go down like that because they'll let you just sleep through the race. They don't care. And they'll come in and film it too. Like, oh, they're asleep, you know? And it, it's happened before. And so from then on, we never went to sleep at the same time. We slept in shifts. I'd sleep two hours. She'd sleep two hours so that we made sure we stayed awake or whatever. Uh, so it's, it's really taxing. It's that, really, really difficult. So um, did, how did you prepare for the race? Did you work out? Did you just dance? Like, what did you do to yeah, prepare yourself for the race? The race, for me, and watching it for so many years, it's it's... I would say 60% mental, 40% physical. Hmm. Cardio is really important. A lot of people don't realize, myself included, how much distance you actually walk and run on the show because they're not going to show that. It's boring to watch people walk and run. But when I tell you there were nights in 20-degree weather in Switzerland where we ran through snow and ice for two and a half miles with your lungs just burning because you couldn't get any air. It's, it's real. Oh, it's no. really real. And you have a 30 pound pack on your back. And in my case, a lot of times, you know, I'm a lot bigger than uh, my partner was. So I was carrying her bag as well. Um, I, I did a lot of running to train, which helped me a lot. And uh, rock climbing, there's a lot of upper body strength stuff. I was physically, I felt pretty good. And then mentally we did a lot of memory challenges, um, a lot of things like uh, uh, logic games, puzzles, anything to just get you thinking creatively and, yeah, and pushing. Th- you know? It was amazing. I think in the finale, your partner did the final challenge where mm-hmm. you had to put all the countries and places together. Yeah. She did really well. Yeah. Yeah, and that's mostly because we've watched the show so much. We know the last episode is always a memory challenge. So and, how did you uh, did you write stuff down, or where is yeah, it just in your, oh, you yeah? Yeah, okay. every day when we every leg when we finished the the thing, we wrote down every clue, every monument, every language. Gosh. We had a, a notebook fifty pages deep of just everything that we and did you would read it for the all entire the time. season. Yeah, and every night we would like go through it. Um, we knew that it was going to be something either with the hashtags or the monuments. So start to finish, we had them memorized in order, the languages. We even had things like unnecessary things like the person that gets to the mat first. or um, When you get to the mat, there's always a greeter from that country. Yes, yes, And, one and they season, say their la- hello in their yeah, language. Yeah, they say hello in their language. And one season, it was like match the pictures of the greeters to the cities or whatever. So we were writing down guy in white hat with black boots with trench coat like we had everything we were super super over prepared but you know you just when it comes down to it you want to be ready it's like an sat test yeah and (laughs) so how you know one of the things that i find interesting about the show is the contestants are amazing because of the struggle that you have to go through what about the cameraman artists do they switch off or is it the same unreal these camera guys it's the same ones and you alternate within your your group so that there's fairness, you know, because but I mean, the, you have a camera guy with you basically 24 hours a day. Are they fit? So fit. Unbelievable. It, there were points where with a 40 pound camera on their shoulder, they're passing us up to get a shot because they're they're just in incredible shape. Are they like fit? Do, do, they, do they ever talk about what they do to work out? They basically they say like in the months leading up to it, they just run they just, just distances fu- yeah. yeah i mean for them it's it's you mostly cardio insanity, man, yeah i'm, I'm like hey, hey well you got a few minutes uh, try max 30 good that, luck on the push-up section because i can't get through it <laughs> no that is i would always be like how is that possible okay yeah. another question about the camera camera men or women were there women camera? no all men oh. all right did because i hate to say cameramen if there's also sure females sure when you guys are in the car they have to get in the car with you. Yes. Did any of the taxi drivers ever say, no, I don't want a camera in here? It, it, the only places that it's tough is where there's a complete language barrier. Anywhere that, um, you know, even like in Europe, as long as we could communicate, like 
TV, TV, show. TV show or whatever, they were cool. And then they would choose whether or not they were comfortable being on camera. You know, that was up to them. Um, but there were some times where, you know, you'd walk up to a taxi and they'd see the camera and they'd be like, no, no, no. And they'd pull off, you know, but, uh, most everybody was pretty understanding. And honestly, most of them, you know, if you're a, a taxi driver and a, we're not going necessarily to major cities, sometimes we're really in the middle of nowhere. So for them, like they see a camera and most of the time they would light up and be excited. What's it for? Yeah, and you know, they're trying to speak English, even if they don't really, <laughs> and, you know, we would always get a kick out of like joking with them at the same time, realizing we're about to get kicked off of the amazing right. race. Right. So hurry up and like get there as fast as you can, you know, <laughs> but uh, it, it was fun to see people's different reactions. So we had a guy in particular in Bali and uh, he actually knew of the show and, and he knew that we were down to the final couple groups oh, and he wow. was trying to be like, if I get you there really fast, can you like come back to Bali and, you know, give me a little spot of the yeah, wings. I got to, you know, <laughs> we're like, okay, okay, buddy, a little yeah, too we'll knowledgeable see. here with the show. But no, we had a good time with them. Yeah. So two more questions about the show. Number one, what was your hardest, what was the hardest challenge for you? The hardest challenge for me, uh, you know what? The hardest challenge for me was, um, we did this one in Switzerland where we had to match all of the flags of the United Nations to these cards. And I I remember that one. Yeah, it was it was not a fan favorite for the challenges because it was not super exciting. And what it was this field and there were about 100 flags in it, but only 15 were part of the original United Nations. And you had to find this key and you had to run up and down this thing and find these flags and. I was one flag off oh. and there were two flags that still to this day, they look pretty much the same to me. It's like one stripe different and I just couldn't find it. I sat there for what felt like an eternity. I think it was about an hour and a half. Me and, and Corey from the green yeah. team, him and I were partnered up. This seemed really cool. Actually, you know what's funny? I saw them last night uh, oh. and we, a couple of us still keeping really close touch. That's cool. Good the maroon team, the green team, we had a little um, party for one of Tyler's nice. um, premieres. I think but I saw it on Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there last night. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, okay, so um, back to that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, it's not, you know, it's not a challenge to go back and look at. The ones that were the most enjoyable, you know, is jumping off a building, cliff diving. Uh, we had to do one, actually, it was pretty miserable, carrying 100 coconuts or 50 coconuts across a, oh, a bridge. You remember that and one? A suspension bridge. Or one of y'all dropped one. Oh, my was, gosh. That was, that to was catch the chickens and carry. They didn't want to go across the yeah, bridge. Yeah, she was not having that. No, the chickens, the <laughs> herd of chickens did not get along. It was, it um, was a mess. You jumped off the thing, the cliff into the water, right? Yeah. How was that? I almost broke my ass. Like, literally, like... There was a moment when I hit the water because it was really windy that day. Oh, and, and you know how stuff like that is. If you enter the water the correct way, you don't even feel it. But if you're a little off and you smack the water, and I just I caught the water a little bit funny. And I remember being in the water, and he's like, are you good? You good? And I was like, like getting my breath <laughs> back. I was Help like, me. yeah, I think if you watch it back, you'll see like my eyeballs are like well, not that's, you know, that's quite in the right spot in my eyes. Like, that's why I asked because I thought you were going to say – that was the hardest challenge for you. Yeah. Hey, Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Cool hair. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good one. All right. Have a good one. Um, let me see. When I hit, you were saying that. <laughs> Do they just. Walking here all the time? Sometimes. Usually they at least knock. But the thing is, it but they looks think, like it's a business. They do think sometimes it is just You're a like, business. You're like, you could be in here getting it in. I know. Better anyway. Just lock that, <laughs> you should lock that door. <laughs> Both locks. Deadbolt too. You need like a, you need a foyer door. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought that that was the hardest challenge for you because when I watched it, for some reason I was like, did he want to do that? Like, it just seemed a little crazy. And maybe it was when you hit the water that I kind of was like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It took the wind out of me for sure. But you know what? That day, we were supposed to get eliminated that day. And we were in last place. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in last place the entire day. And if you guys are fans of the race, you know that there's something called a U-turn. Yeah. And there's also something called a double U-turn. Mm-hmm. So double U-turns are really rare. And it basically means that you can make a team go back and have to do another challenge. So we were in last place. And we were about to get U-turned by the Frisbee guys, who are the strongest team at that point. And the yellow team, who was the gamers, 
went in and they did what's called burning the U-turn. So they, they U-turned a team that could not be U-turned just so the Frisbee guys could not eliminate us. So they... So burn, they 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 call it burning. Burn. Basically, they eliminated <laughs> eliminated the U-turn from the game, and so that they couldn't U-turn you. So how did so then I can't remember. So how. so what happened was the frisbee guys got U-turned, and then oh. they should have then been able to U-turn us, but, but because, because they, burned, they it. burned it, they couldn't. So then we basically snuck through, and the frisbee guys had to go all the way back and do another challenge, and. That right before the cliff jump is when we realized that and that we were literally saved because otherwise we probably would have been eliminated that day. And uh, so I was so excited to just get up to the top of that thing, jump. I just wanted to see the mat and just get to the next day, you know, because as a fan of the race, I'm a super competitive person. But as a fan of the race, I just wanted to get to the end so bad. That was my goal is is get to the finale. If we don't win at the finale, at least we did the entire trip around the world and we got to experience it, you know. But I just I felt so confident from the beginning. Even when we were losing, I was like, no, we got it. Like we got it. I always felt like we were going to win. You know, and how, how, okay, so next question is how was it? Where'd you cross the finish line? I can't in um, Santa Barbara. That's it. That's right. Yeah. I was like, this is not a city that's recognizable. Yeah. How was it crossing the finish line? Oh my gosh. That, that moment, whenever we, I'm actually getting chills just uh, like thinking about it and reliving it. Um, we were looking for this lake. It said, you'll find the finish line mm. at the lake. And we saw the lake, and I remember seeing the bridge, and off in the distance, I could see all the teams in the finish mat. And once I, like, processed, like, this is really it. And how close is the second place team? Far behind. Maybe about 30, 40 minutes. So you so weren't, they weren't stressed they weren't, at that point. Yeah. I don't even think, honestly, I don't think they had even arrived at the challenge yet. So we wow. were a good bit ahead. And, and so we knew as long as, but you know, there's been crazy things that just the, the, the leg before we were in China and it took us an hour and a half to find the finish mat. We were standing half a mile from it and just couldn't figure out which corridor it was in. And, and oh, so, yeah. is that the one where you had to go up the stairs? The, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. They had a, they gave us a picture. The clue was a picture of this building Yes. and the actual finish map was it a building across the street like a block and a half away uh, so we did four thousand laps up the stairs in the building out of the building you know so they really make it difficult yeah. and, and so even though they were behind and we knew we had time there was no ounce of me that was like oh we got this right. until i saw that finish line and so you saw the lake and you saw the people you saw the the finish line how yeah. was it running that last like, i remember saying i'm you know i'm pretty tall my partner dana she's she's a lot shorter so i could see over the bushes and i could see that and i was like they're there we did it like it's done you know and she was like no 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 and i think i blacked out i don't really remember uh i, I remember just going up and, and looking at him and even still you know there's been times where teams get to the finish line and he's like you forgot to put your clue in the box and you got to go back and yes, you, you know you never you know you never know yeah exactly so you know at that point I, I was like we're here we're here just let me hear you and as soon as he says he always says 27,000 miles 17 countries yeah. or whatever the numbers are for the season and he started that speech oh, gosh. and I just like broke I'm down I was, like, now. <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> my gosh is it really happening you know it's unbelievable and unbelievable. so how much of that race was, um, let me re, I gotta restate the question. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How important is positive thinking? In, during that race it's it's everything to be honest 
it's the difference between us and a lot of the other teams more than it was skill because so many teams were skilled it was decision making sticking with your decision 100% and believing that you could still get back in even when it looked hopeless and you guys hear that Matt went from having no rhythm to stepping into class being completely uncomfortable outside of his comfort zone and going through a major struggle with that being trying to find what is it that he wanted to do with his life all the way, all excuse me, all the way to becoming an amazing choreographer, a very successful dancer, but most importantly, one of the most inspirational teachers on the planet. He won the Amazing Race by using positive thinking, and I'm going to add the word trusting, trusting and believing in who he is. So if you're out there and you don't think you can do it, just Go with it. You know, Matt, I always tell you when you're dancing, if you don't go right, go left. Keep on going left. Go as far left as you can go because eventually you're going to find the right path and you're going to get on track. So throughout your fitness journey, it doesn't matter if you're not losing a pound today, tomorrow, the next day. Just keep moving, keep going, and always trust and believe in who you are. Matt, do you have any final words or final thoughts for your fans and my listeners? Sean, uh, I just want to say that this is such an honor. For me, I truly, like, from the first time I ever tried Insanity six years ago to, to actually meeting you today, um, I think a lot of people listening to this can probably relate to how much you inspire people without ever even meeting them. And today, to finally meet you and get to hang out together, dance together, talk with you is something that I've been looking forward to since we first talked and, and something that... From the day I saw your infomercial, from the day I worked out with you on a television, I knew that you were a genuine, like a good guy, like just somebody Thank that you. if Thank I you. met you, I always felt like we would have the kind of connection that, that we had. And it's, it's true. And it's really cool to just see somebody that is the same person off camera that they are on camera. So thank you so much for having thank me you. today. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. We're going to hang out forever now. <laughs> and um, if you guys want to find Matt, you could pretty much just go to my Instagram. I'm sure he's <laughs> tagged in at least three posts, if not more. And um, he is Matt Stefanino on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. The Facebook's not there right now, but <laughs> yeah. we're working on that. <laughs> we're having a couple copyright issues, some dance videos. The Facebook will be back. But... Uh, thank you, Matt. I had such an amazing time. Absolutely, man. Today. Thank All you right. for having me. Trust and believe. Trust and believe in who you are. You are listening to Trust and Believe with Sean T. I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club on Instagram and Facebook. Another huge shout out to Alex Colorado. You can find her at Alex0reo on Instagram. They're both great. They help me with the podcast and they help us always trust and believe in who we are to get the message out that you have to know that you can do it. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Fitness. Same on Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shantyfitness.com for more support and more motivation.